0: Our whole journey of Temple Pilots was because um, of the love that Avi and I had uh, just between us, not only for flying. And uh, it came from there, you know, that we wanted to be together and do something we love and uh, spread this joy um, and and light to everyone else that we could reach. So uh, it's it's been amazing because um, we were together and we were in love.
1: right ja
2: ja youstar podcast ke samne baita right bed, by use star baatein karti
3: Okay, so my name is Avi. I am an ex-air force fighter pilot. I got into paragliding about 23, 24 years back, and uh, I love flying. And I love uh, what flying has given me—a uh, beautiful life and uh, a lot of understanding of life itself. So that's my introduction.
0: Um, hi, I'm Anita and um, I have. A- Uh, co-founded Temple Pilots with Avi. We've been doing this uh, and and running the school uh, and flying operations for almost 20 years now. Uh, It's been awesome. I love my job. It's hardly a job, actually. Um, (laughs) uh, But my passion is being outdoors, being in nature. Um, I love that. I love the harmony that it offers. Um, And, of course, flying. And the way I got into it is I learned flying from Avi. He was my instructor. So that's how, he,
2: how we began. I began. Oh, wow. I think I always enjoy talking to, you know, certain set of people who have, you know, followed their passion and that their, I wouldn't say hobby, but is something that they were, you know, very, very passionate about. They l- absolutely loved. Yeah. And they actually made it part yeah. or, you know, means of earning for them or uh, or their job. know I I'm, I might degrade the term by saying it a job, but that's absolutely amazing because, you know, we can love the enthusiasm and the love that they have for what they do. that yeah. That is simply amazing. It's absolutely the passion gets converted into a teaching spirit for these and guys. And it shows. It's it shows. So
1: amazing. Like every time we open up Instagram and we see a video from you guys, it's, it's nothing else but, and you know, that, uh, adventurous edge for us, like we, we both, whenever we look at it, I think, so we feel like we should do it every time we look at a video from you guys.
2: And I think it's all smiles. I can just, everyone, I can see everyone smiling yeah, and like super, that video I'm not sure if it's a happy accident, <laughs> but it looks
1: simply amazing. That's so cool.
3: No, no, it is like that. It is like that. It is like that and to, you know, open it up a little bit more and to go a bit little deeper, is, I think comes through trust, you know, Yeah. like yep. there is something, you know, that uh, pushes you into direction that you go into life. And if there's a kind of a basic trust in life, which also shows in a relationship, you know, uh, life has so much to give and so much to offer. And uh, we just trust life and life kind of pushes in the direction that we really enjoy. And our greatest high is like meeting beautiful people who want to learn to fly and we share you know, our life journeys and they share their life journeys. And just through this sharing, you know, life becomes a celebration. And you can see that in our posts, in our pictures, it is really a blessing, you know, to be living the life that we are living. And we can't be more grateful and we have no idea how to be grateful. You know, uh, feel like little children, you know, like how to thank uh, And even this conversation, like, you know, out of the blue, like, you guys are in Canada, we're here, we're chatting, (laughs) and it is so wonderful, you
1: know.
0: But at the end of the day, how difficult is it to just laugh, right? I mean, yeah, that's
1: true. How how
0: tough is that? (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) nowadays it is. Now, yeah. (laughs) I think the older we get, we kind of lose that passion about, like, getting a little bit of a laugh or, like, going for it. And I think so, sports like yours, like, you know. Going up in the air, letting yourself loose. They give you that edge, you know, they give you that openness, that freedom to kind of...
2: I think it brings out the inner child in you. As yeah. you mentioned, you're very well put as if like uh, every child, I think even we guys all did, like everyone wanted to fly at one point and I mean, you actually did do it. <laughs> but like a lot of us like yeah. had that dream, you know what, I want to become this, I want to fly, I wish I had wings. And I think... Temple Pilots is giving them a means to follow or to, you know, realize their childhood dream. So I think I wanted to know more about how Temple Pilots came about. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, like, you know, uh, we don't have a culture of adventure sports in India so much, although now things have changed. But uh, 20 years back, like, you know, the, the reputation of adventure sports in India wasn't so great. And uh, it was hard for people to trust uh, adventure operators in India. And for Anita and me, the biggest challenge was to change this mindset, you know, to bring in uh, international standards, to bring in uh, quality training and to have a a sport, an advanced adventure sport like paragliding Mm. uh, get established in our country. So that was a task kind of put out in front of us. The challenge was this. And for us, it was very kind of, you know, Adventurous and romantic to be doing this together. And uh, it was fun all the way. And uh, we went about it in a kind of a serious, fun way. <laughs> and we worked, worked worked to get the credentials. Uh, I got trained. Uh, and my Air Force background helped me to, you know, uh, get the systems and procedures in place and keep safety as uh, our first goal. Uh, That's because amazing. you know how media works and, you know, yeah, they, they yeah, talk about yeah. accidents and they. And like hang gliding never took off in India. Like there were accidents and there were no proper, proper trainers. And, uh, it, it kind of got to be known as a death sport and it never took off in India, you know, True. Oh, so yeah. we knew what we were in for. And so we kind of worked really hard towards getting credentials. Uh, now today, APPI international has, uh, registered us as a five-star rated school, uh, I'm a master instructor with the APPI international. I'm also part of the pedagogical committee, which uh, kind of, uh, uh, you know, designs the uh, education system and the rating system worldwide. And That's amazing. Uh, six of our instructors have uh, international licenses. Eight of our instructors have tandem pilot licenses. They've done their exams. They've done their written exam. They've done their field exam and, uh, you know, earned their licenses. And, uh, we have a very healthy safety record and we have a club that is uh, that has a members around uh, a, a member base of about uh, 550 pilots all across the world and uh, that has kind of you know put uh, the sport in a very healthy place for it to kind of spread and continue and uh, you know get established in, in our country wow, oh, wow. I think
2: uh, I think <laughs> I, would, I remember having yeah. this conversation Re- if you remember we had this conversation with Saj- uh, Sajid, Sajid yeah and he mentioned yes. a lot about regulations and you know if the sport is regulated it always helps it brings us a little bit more of yeah. you know um, support or you know a little bit trust yeah. i think that's what you had you know hammered the point yeah. very well is that you need need to have a, a regulation you know certifications and make making people sure that you know what i know you know I, we know it's it's a dangerous sport and everyone agrees with that yeah but if proper precautions are kept if proper certifications are done and certain checks are made it could be as safe as let's say playing cards yeah huh? <laughs> you but, could lose money
0: but uh but you know, um, uh, uh, riding a two-wheeler in uh, Pune is much more dangerous than <laughs> I 100% agree with you. I
2: that. think I think Sajid made a superb <laughs> point as well. You mentioned you know it's like walking in Mumbai streets are more dangerous. So you have absolutely right. Driving <laughs> a two-wheeler in Pune and,
0: <laughs> and and far more accidents, far more you know people who have absolutely are clueless about what they're doing. Um, uh, An adventure sport, uh, we make sure that uh, students and our future pilots are uh, uh, completely trained. Um, Our objective when we began Temple Pilots was you know, to get more Indians flying because uh, that's the only way we would have had the sport spread in a very healthy way in our country. Because these are the these are the this is the community or the flying community that would continue flying uh, in a safe and competent way and make sure that the sport spreads in a in a healthy way not just a perception that only crazy people do this you know true, it is true, true. it is it is available for anyone who has ever dreamt of flying to just have fun over the weekend um, and completely go back to their life rejuvenated and feeling extremely good about themselves
1: yeah uh, coming back to you guys actually how, how would you say your journey that you decided that now you want to open up a school for you know uh, young people in India like you said you wanted to groom people in India to basically take this legacy that you're creating and push it forward how did you come across like then what were your next challenging i would say like you went into calm shade and then you you know how was that experience did you have problems and <laughs> how did you overcome them that yeah what were next, the challenges yeah. Yeah.
3: so yeah i mean uh you know first thing is like nobody knows about paragliding 20 years back of course right yep uh, so I, I uh, began my paragliding in the Himalayas and, uh, you know, setting up a school there wouldn't make too much sense because it would be far from everywhere and it would be hard to sell as well. Correct. So, uh, the, the next target was uh, to, you know, explore the Sayadris and look for a, a good safe place to teach people how to fly. Right. So I came down to Sayadris, explored a bit of flying around. And that's when I came across Kamshit and uh, the hills look really friendly with oh. the vast landing areas and easy takeoffs and friendly mountains. So so that's how kind of uh, the, the site uh, came to be, you know, realized as a good potential. And uh, now the next thing was like, you know, how to uh, introduce this particular sport uh, in a country like India, where... Uh, nobody even knew about it. Like it, it's, it's a new spot anyway, worldwide. Right. It's just about 35, 40 years old. True. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the first task was to like how to convince people to jump off mountains. <laughs> so that was the first big challenge. So initially it was just uh, very few people who are really, you know, very keen on flying uh, who were coming and it was only pure word of mouth that people were, you know, talking about it. And I would have like you know a few, few students in a month, and uh, that would be fine with me. And Anita was among the first few who had come because she herself is a very passionate uh, outdoor person who started trekking like when she was like six, seven years old. Amazing! Oh, wow. Her father introduced her, and uh, so she was among the first who came. And then uh, you know, after she joined forces with me, we then set out to kind of you know it was much easier that you know then. Uh, both of us could kind of take this forward Perfect. so
0: I was actually um, uh, we were so we were in our early 20s and I had just started working and it was a really very well paid corporate job uh, and then one day uh, I just quit everything and join Avi to start Temple Pilots and of course family and friends uh, thought I'd gone completely mad
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Because they didn't know what I was leaving all this, you know, pushiness for uh, what is paragliding and who's going to come to you and are you guys mad? And you know, all those kind of questions.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, And honestly, we didn't even have an answer because no one had done it before us. So it's not that we could show them or give them an example and say, look, these guys have done it. So it's, it was something that we couldn't explain and we didn't waste much time in trying to explain it either yeah uh, we just had a a, a kind of a, a you know i think madness only that uh, <laughs> uh, if we love it so much <laughs> you know if it's so simple to learn um uh, w- why can't more people do it and um and I guess it took time, but it, it it reached there because we were very sure that um, uh, this is something that people would really love and take it up as a lifestyle sport, not like a daredevil one-time thing,
4: right. but continue
0: yeah. with it, buy their own gliders, travel with us to different places in the world, introduce their families to it. I mean, my whole high point of Kema, like a couple. Of years back, when an entire family did a course with us to the mother, father, and both their kids, and it was so amazing to see. Yeah, from Bombay, family from Bombay, it was so amazing to see their dynamics change during their training. Not only that, they bought their own gliders and they came with us to Bali and flew together. Wow, so uh, it was. It, it it is so so beautiful to see what it does to people when they do it together we've had couples who have come on their honeymoon to learn paragliding oh, <laughs> it's that
2: so, is amazing so <laughs> that's so cute yeah that's so yeah. cute
0: i i remember we used to i mean we didn't have money right i mean it was so new and it and we too we knew we had to work on mindsets more than only skill right uh, i right. remember we used to go to these coffee shops or small restaurants near you know it hubs and stand on a chair and say, uh, guys, who wants to fly here? And, <laughs> <laughs> and then, then people are looking at us and saying, what are they talking about? Because didn't even, there was no Facebook. There was no, you know, didn't have a laptop. And then we just had these photographs and showing people and telling them it's possible. You can fly. So, Yeah
2: that is amazing I think that, is that, that's called hustling you know
1: yeah i think <laughs> that's I, I, real I, life yeah. hustling yeah. <laughs> actually yeah you had so many initial hurdles that you went through like right from finding a perfect place to start flying people from finding people and hustling to get them there <laughs> and then what about
0: equipment yeah equipment oh, yeah, was yeah. a huge problem yeah
1: right i can imagine like equipment because it's not e- cheap or easy to get that equipment in india either and especially i think 20 years ago it would have been a much harder like how thing do you to get do.
2: that like you know, that's yeah that's a valid question <laughs> how do you get a flying equipment you mentioned the uh, the family so, from bombay they had a you know they bought their own gliders but how do you do it
0: So we are we are now dealers for the top companies of paragliding manufacturers. But at that time, uh, every even now everything is imported, right, from the helmet to even the paragliding shoes, everything, because nothing is made in our country. And then you have to deal with huge duties, taxes, freight charges, and everything, you know. Yeah. uh, so it, it really, that, that was like one of our main ex- expenses, but we also knew that we don't want to compromise on it. We wanted the best equipment, uh, because in any adventure sport, you're as good as the equipment. And, and I mean, even though we didn't earn much, we had the best equipment always. <laughs> so, so that was something we didn't want to compromise on. And that also ensured a kind of trust and confidence when people came and learned from us, you know?
1: True. No, I can understand. Like yeah. because your life kind of depends on it, right? Like in in an adventure sport, everything depends on the gear you're using. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you're yes. giving a bit of your trust to that gear. A lot of, of your trust. Yeah, so game. I think I, it makes sense yeah. to get
3: absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Especially when your legs are uh, you know dangling, you're not on on ground. You're yeah. Not, yeah. not on
2: terra firma. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're bringing back macrophobia right now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no no look look to the horizon look at the sunset and the beautiful mountains don't look down
2: yeah, that, that's my that's my usual mantra even when i'm standing on the balcony i'm like no look straight don't look down <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> no, but that's that's amazing. Like, because again, as you mentioned, right? Like, you like because you don't compromise on quality, and call it, in, it starts showing up. Like you mentioned initially, you had problem. Like obviously, with a new thing that you're starting, there's always an issue that you do. But how did like government reacted to it? That's one question. Like both of us. So had yeah, that because- was another
3: you know huge challenge uh, because uh, the government is not aware of a sport like paragliding. True. So to get permissions to, you know, fly was uh, quite an issue. And uh, there were a lot of uh, government agencies that are involved, you know, to give us permissions. Uh, uh, right from the air traffic control to the Air Force, to, to the police, to the administration, to the local uh, government agencies, Forest Department, etc. So we had to kind of really educate and convince all of these agencies as to what we are trying to do. And, and then, you know, security is a huge issue in our country, yeah. especially in the last 10 years. So everybody is worried, you know, they, they, they don't take uh, anything on their shoulders. They don't take any chances. And anything they don't understand, they don't, have, you know, uh, deal with it. So, you know, one of the biggest challenges has been this to to educate the uh, government agencies about what we're trying to do and uh, get some support from them. But yeah, actually, especially- there's been you no. Know, so, so the, you know, there are wonderful people as well in the in the government who do understand what we're trying to do. But uh, you know, they feel like you know, since it is not in my purview, it is, it doesn't say that I can give permission for these things. So I really can't help you, but you guys go ahead. You know, but if it comes to me, like you know, so so yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of ignorance about the sport, and uh, it's not really seen in the right light, and is I mean, government is not really coming out to support it in a in a good big way. Right. but i hope things change because things have changed and we do have permission from all these agencies because we really like you know pushed ourselves yeah. to, to get the sport going in a country and we hope like you know it, it it's better in the future i think
2: uh, i had one follow-up question on that as well like like uh earlier let's say 20 years back you didn't had stuff like youtube or even interaction to you given giving them an example you know what this might be a new thing in india but this actually exists there are agencies or there are certain regulations that this gu- this specific country let's say u.s or some european country or some you know somewhere else that exists like is it has it gotten better from what it was like when you're trying to convince someone like a one of the government a, a person or an agency you know what this is an example that it's already exists. this is what Happy we are enough. trying to do
3: so yeah like you know ab- about 20 years back even uh, uh, in the other countries in europe i mean uh, associations were being formed right. okay. it was not like really established abroad ah, as well
2: okay okay okay
3: so so it was worldwide phenomena that was kind of uh, coming into shape a lot of R&D was going on you know in terms of uh, developing the equipment in terms of uh, you know training methods so it was like that.
4: Yeah. Oh, but I Of
3: course, like, you know, after associations like APPI International have come in and we've got credentials. Now we are in a much better place to show that, okay, you know, we have credentials. Right. We are recognized by an international association. So, I mean, there is a kind of uh, respect in that sense. That's so awesome. surely things have improved and uh, they are getting better. That's amazing. That's amazing. We,
0: all, we also have a, a local association and, uh, we're very supportive of each other and there's a very positive uh you know environment uh and that really helps because then when you're unified and 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 the authorities see how much of employment it is offering to rural youths yeah uh, how the economy of a small town is changing because of a sport like this and the kind of tourism it is increasing of course they they would you know they would want to consider it they can't ignore it
1: absolutely absolutely again like you said like it's it's not just employment it kind of like for like it transforms an area like because you've been there Absolutely. in that area for such a long time that means yes, you're and it you're, has. you're currently the pros that means uh everything that is coming into that area basically gets support including say uh, you know a store that sells you water <laughs> to you know restaurants yeah. to places uh, to stay so and everything uh,
0: transports you know? Yeah. yeah, transport a lot of other things. Yes, yeah. very
2: true. Like basically, you affect the tourism of that area. Like it's for example, amazing. if you right now it's all about social media. So if you post, let's say for a place X, you know we went there. This was this, and obviously it's just not you posting photograph of uh, its surrounding areas as well. Like how beautiful it is, or what all natural beauty it is. So yes. just not for flying, yeah. but or uh, not for paragliding, they might just come down just to visit. Who knows? Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah
0: yeah it is a, it is a spectator spot at the end of the day um so yeah it's beautiful
1: yeah so coming back to you guys as temple pilots okay uh, so we wanted to ask you what do you provide for beginners and what do you provide for pros like you know how do you basically separate your categories and say if somebody's listening who lives in pune and mumbai and wants to come to you guys and say how do you s- ask them to start and if somebody's already done it, like what do you offer them as pros?
3: So, you know, um, we can start with the absolute beginners who yeah. are interested to learn to fly ahead and haven't done any such thing before. So they generally begin with a, a three or a four day beginner course, right? Where you're not sure whether you're going to continue in the sport. You just want to check it out. You want to see whether it's meant for you, how safe it is, etc so you recommend a 3 or a 4 day beginners course correct and in this course uh, most people are able to do their first solo flight and uh, it gives them a chance to understand uh, you know uh, if they want to continue wow so that's that's number one now it's not only practical training there is uh, theory sessions as well to complement your you know practical training we have video sessions we have simulator sessions uh, to support uh, you achieving your first solo flight in these uh, days. And you get a certificate at the end of the course, which kind of qualifies you for the next level. Okay. And we also put you in the APPI system where uh, you get your first uh, APPI 1 license. And you're all set to, you know, take the sport further. So if you have done paragliding before, uh, and if you have some experience, then uh, the first day is kind of an assessment day where we see what level you are at. And then we recommend to you what, uh, you can, uh, you know, go for maybe some training or you can fly free by yourself or, uh, it depends on what you like, what you're looking for. And we kind of advise that, okay, this is what we can plan for you. So we have courses from very, very basic to the most advanced, which is an SIV course, uh, which is the most advanced course in uh, paragliding. Uh, We also have professional courses where you can learn how to fly tandems. You can take up other people and fly them in the sky. And we also have instructor courses now. So we are like a full-fledged school from very, very basic to professional courses. (laughs) Yeah, it is quite surprising actually that, you know, in any other form of aviation, it takes uh, quite a lot of time before you do your first solo like in machine flying for example i mean it takes about 10 15 20 days before exactly. you can think of going solo yeah but paragliding but like the effort to reward ratio is huge and that's why it's like getting popular worldwide right uh, and and yes i mean it is uh, possible to achieve your first solo in the on the third or the fourth day
2: so i had like one like a uh, follow-up question on that as well like is it that quick to understand and learn like coming in from a very layman perspective is like i have never done it and i let's say if i'm doing it is it that quick to understand the uh-huh. how how nitty-gritty is it or how difficult it is to you know uh, get a hold of that you
3: know yeah yeah so you know it's a very uh, structured course which is you know Uh, you go step by step okay so there are basically three levels in your p1 course the beginner course first day you're on ground you're not flying we familiarize you with the controls of the glider and you're playing with the glider on flat ground you know Uh, and you learn how the controls are working how do you turn left how do you turn right how do you increase or decrease speed etc okay right so that's level one and uh, then you graduate to level two which is uh, you know learning how to take off and land and we go on a very nursery slope where you do very basic small flights. You know, okay. and you just go in the air for about five, six feet or ten feet maximum, and you learn how to take off and land, like yeah. you know, baby birds just hopping. <laughs> you yeah. call them bunny hop. Okay. okay. Yeah. So once 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 you learned uh, you know uh, the basic uh, takeoff technique and the basic uh, landing technique, which are rather simple. Uh, although it's quite a like, uh, uh, intensive course because there's a lot to learn. Yeah. So secondary, we basically focus on you doing takeoffs and landings again and again till the time we feel that, okay, you're ready. Okay. And then uh, you're cleared for your solo flight when your instructor feels you're ready and you yourself feel confident that yes, I can now fly from a small hill, like, you know, which is about 200, 300 feet high, not very high. Right. Okay. okay. And of course there's a radio attached to you, you are help for takeoff and uh, when you're in the air the instructor is guiding you in the air for your turns and there's a landing marshal who guides you for your landing so, so it's uh, quite safe and, and in a very safe uh, environment where instructors are there with you and that is why it's kind of a teamwork and you're able to achieve uh, you know uh, your first solo flight however the sport is huge i mean i have spent 20 21 years I'm still learning. So there's no end to learning uh, <laughs> true, as such.
4: True, true, uh, true.
3: Yeah. But still, in, in three, four days, you can achieve your solo flight. Uh, no doubt about that. That's a very yeah. big deal. And we
0: have such fun reactions, you know, because uh, uh, a lot of people come with absolute, they've never even seen paragliding, some of right. them, when okay. they've come. Oh, wow. And, and then uh, you know they, in, on the second day or third day they are flying it's like it's crazy to see their expressions <laughs> what they speak about you know after landing their emotions they, it's unbelievable for them that they've come knowing nothing and they leave as a student pilot with a certificate you know so that's like a big part of what we do to see this transformations that take place uh, uh, you know very serious looking very, you know, uh, uh completely different kind of people turning into mush in three
2: days. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's awesome.
2: <laughs> like All the uptight and the hoity people are like now do not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It all
0: washes off everything, all pretenses, everything goes and you become a kid jumping and hopping around saying, yeah, I flew.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is so amazing. And this is, was literally my next question was like, what were your amazing experiences with with your students, you know, like every person is different, but you kind of are left with the remnants from a few people who, when they achieve things, they do something exceptional and forms like an amazing story that you can tell around the campfire.
3: Yeah. I mean, you're so right. You know, every person is so unique and, you know, uh, and instructors have to understand uh, the psychology of the person, the fears of the person, the confidence, the fluctuations in the confidence, et cetera, as they go through the training. And it's a very, very personal journey uh, of any person learning how to fly. And everyone is very unique and so rich, you know, with their experiences of life. So it's a very fantastic kind of an experience for us to, you know, train people how to fly. And if you ask, like, you know, people who come to our minds, you know, very special uh, people who, you know, really... Uh, Achieve something phenomenal, like what comes to my mind first is Devyanshu, who was uh, visually impaired, uh, uh, who had a dream to learn to fly right. and such a wacky dream. And, uh, you know, a challenge for me to, you know, take up a project like that yeah. was wow. humongous, you know, uh, uh but we, we did achieve that. And in four days, um, he did his solo flight, which is, uh, historical which is special, uh, a story of a true hero and, you know, a story of courage and a story of trust. So that's, that's really fantastic. Uh shus you know, uh, first solo flight. Then there's another guy called uh, Sven Noban who was, uh, uh, who, who had hearing impairment uh, and he wanted to learn to fly. He tried at a lot of places. Then he came to Tamil Pilots, and uh, it was very, uh, you know, uh, uh, challenging to find creative ways to, uh, teach him as well. Yeah. So right. I use my iPad to communicate. And, you know, I also learned uh, along the way and he, by the end of his 10 day course, he was soaring for an hour all by himself. Wow. wow. So that's Noban's story. And then, you know, uh, Belgium. Sven was from Belgium and, uh, in our own family, like, you know, I think Anita will mention uh, about the youngest and the eldest uh, that you've trained as well.
0: Yeah. A couple of weeks back, my 10 uh, year old nephew flew solo.
3: Wow. Whoa.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I mean, he's done a lot of very long, uh, intense tandems with Avi over, right. o- over the past few years. So it's not a new thing for him, but to fly solo requires a whole different set of, you know, maturity and mentality. um, but he did it, and he did it really well.
2: So, At ten years, um, I'm, I'm like I'm so seriously impressed, <laughs> and like literally, like I'm I have I don't know for some yeah. reason I have goosebumps. I don't know why, but I have goosebumps. <laughs> yeah,
0: but he was so he was so confident, and his name is Aryan. Uh, he studies. He's in a school in Bombay, and and the oldest is my father. He's seventy three years old, wow. and he has his own glider. Yes, Whoa. Whoa. and he has traveled to. Bali to fly to the Himalayas to fly and um, okay. he has he's been flying for almost six years and he's done more than a hundred hours of flying that is, time.
1: that is amazing so actually basically we should all like bow down to Anita right like she mm. has got so much no. power of convincing everyone come on line up, and everyone <laughs> I, I, so I,
0: I am inspired by them you know it's, it's the other way around
2: <laughs> and trust me it's all rubbing on us we are also inspired zone. now
0: <laughs> 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 but but I want to tell you a small story. If, yeah, if we sure, have many years back we had these two young girls who came from Baroda uh, who wanted to become commercial pilots. They were going to go to the US in like a month to do their CPL. Very, very nice, very, you know, smart, uh, very confident young girls. And they just wanted to do some bit of free flying before they go for their machine flying. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And they came just to accompany them. Their mothers came with them. So these are, you know, very typical Gujarati housewives. Uh, who had never ever left Baroda. It was the first time they were traveling out of Baroda with their daughters. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, so both of these girls were with us for almost 10 days. We had a really nice time. After they did their solo on their third day, we'd become friends by then and the mothers knew only Gujarati, but a smattering of little Hindi. Right. And, uh, you know, I've grown up in Bombay, so everyone knows Gujarati when you're growing <laughs> up in Bombay. So you True. could at least figure out what they were saying. And she, one of the mothers came up to me and said uh, 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 in Hindi, you know, that, you know, Anita, do you think possibly, is it possible that maybe we can do it? You know, at least try. So uh, first of all, I was so thrilled that she thought of it. You know, I said, come on, if you're thinking of it, we have to give it a shot. Let's do it right now. Let's at least strap you on and see how you feel. Right. You know? Yeah. Without putting the pressure of the solo on them. Right, right. Believe me, they had so much of fun and both the ladies flew.
1: Wow. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is amazing. amazing. Yeah, I am did that amazed. Story.
0: Yeah. And, and the theory session we did like in good Gu- half gujarati half hindi and you know even on the radio and it was such a great time to watch for the girls to see their mothers do something like this for the first time in their lives wow. uh was phenomenal i can't tell you like like the kind of bond that they must have created at that time you know
2: that is so special that was, is so it was special that yeah yeah, i can i can only imagine like seriously and i think one thing we mentioned that we we have actually gone through a lot of this is you guys had like in this past 20 years you have done a lot of things and both of you coming you know have done every you know this like gone through so much government regulations this that but According in this journey, what was your Everest or like something that you decided, you know what, I want to do this. I don't care how it happens. And once you achieved it, it felt as if, you know what, I've climbed the climbed the Mount Everest.
3: <clears throat> Interesting uh, question, I must say, but you know, it's, it's, it's never ending kind of a thing, you know, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like, uh, uh, you're doing something continuously. Like I, I get asked, like, you know, you've been doing this for so long. Don't you get bored and all that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, right. so, you know, flying, for example, uh, number one, it keeps you in the present moment, you know, choicelessly you are in the moment. You can't be thinking of anything else. Correct. You yeah, know, true. when you're flying, you're right there. You're actively present alive in the moment, you know, uh, and nothing is distracting. You are totally very much there, you know, in sync, in, Time with the universe, and that's why people when they land you know they feel wonderful and wow because they've been in the present moment fully alive and awake and they feel wonderful and beautiful about themselves yeah. so 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 no no two flights are the same as well you like you know the conditions change uh, the 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 mood is different uh, the, the weather will be different, uh you're psychologically different so so it keeps getting getting fresher and fresher, you know in some way. And you like, you know, you do realize things about life as well. Like, you know, it, you really can't, uh, I mean, there are no like, you know, Everest, etc. You know, it kind of becomes clear that it's fresh waters every day. It mm. is uh, like new and fresh every day. It kind of opens up uh, and makes you a little child, you know, like you're in nature so much. I mean, paragliding happens in the mountains and you're in nature all the time. So it really opens your mind and your heart so much, so much that, I mean, you don't look at achievements as achievements. You just live uh, freshly uh, and you're ready to embrace the unknown. Like you're, you're, you get familiar and more uh, confident with uncertainty. You are more comfortable with the unknown. You, you become more and more childish and you are in awe, you know, of life of the miracles that happen all around us all the time. If you're awake and if you see, look around and there's so much happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In flying, you can't really rest on your laurels, you know, because, um, it's a condition. The sky doesn't know you're very experienced. You're, you're as good as anybody <laughs> else in the sky, you know? True. So, True. So, so, so the past gets, keep getting erased, you know, you're leaving no marks in the sky, like the birds in flight, leaving no marks in the sky, you know, that sort of a thing. So wow. you're completely yeah. like, there's nothing behind you, there's nothing ahead of you and you're totally vulnerable, but you're also confident. And because you trust life, uh, you also know nothing yet, uh, there is confidence in you. Uh, you're very content yet. You're like hungry for, you know, everything. So it's, it's quite a, quite a kind of a heady mix out there. And Anita wants to grab the phone from me now. <laughs> yeah, enough, no, no, talk.
0: <laughs> so, so my little take on you know your question, which I thought was really interesting, it made me think. Um, so for us, it is not like that. We think Everest would be like an Everest for us. Right. It is even a small hillock where you know someone has never ever tried walking and then they climb a small hillock for them that hillock is everest you know true true uh, so every person who has actually got out of their comfort zones and uh, believe me the kind of cross section of people that we have come across from all over the world and in india i mean they are all my heroes you know and 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 a little selfishly i'd say more in terms of women and uh, uh, i have over the years spoken to so many you know, husbands, fathers, brothers, even boyfriends, uh, asking if they can, the respective women in their lives can come and fly. Yeah. And uh, from 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 there, you know, from 20 years back, from from that part, now where we are training almost hundred women in a season, wow. uh, which is I think the the highest record I think even internationally. Um, for me, that would be my Everest that, you know, there are, there are so many women who are not listening to, to society or families or everyone telling them this is not for you uh, and, and really getting out and not only learning, but doing it beautifully. Uh, women really fly very well because um, uh, uh, harmonizing, going with the flow, uh, understanding elements and adapting comes naturally to them. True. Uh, for men, you have to, you know, literally force them to leave their little egos aside and, you know, just learn.
4: <laughs> Very well uh, <laughs> but,
0: but for women, it comes so much easily, and and having fun is is natural for them. They they love to laugh and not take themselves seriously, and and I mean, even Abhi will tell you it's. We we always have couples, and the husband will be so worried about the wife. And we always tell him, you know, you worry about yourself.
4: <laughs> Chances
0: are, I mean, most of the women do their solo flights before the the men in their lives I, because yeah. it's it, they don't take it so you know intensely. But see, uh, you having that experience in whatever in in your at your pace would mean so much to you, no? True, yeah. True. To, to feel that thrill or that feeling alive or the sense of fulfillment because of her inspiration so she's she's a hero right yeah yeah. Oh, she is. yeah
4: yeah absolutely
0: yeah that that's what i mean so so yeah i mean even other things like we had a a, a german couple who were um
3: who used to work at the
0: air traffic control uh, in munich uh, and they came and did a, a long duration course with us and mm. and these are these are germans who, who are very particular who are in the aviation business right And and they did really well, and they went back and joined a German, uh, you know, paragliding school there. And then we get a very beautiful mail from them saying how they are missing the training standards of temple pilots.
1: Oh wow! That is is quite a big compliment coming from a German. That's a (laughs) very big deal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that was so so little things like this i think uh, make me feel happier than than the bigger sort of uh, achievements that we've had in terms of you know changing the, the 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 economy of the place even our instructors um I think for yeah. Ravi and me, that's a huge Everest. Uh, these are boys from rural villages in India um, le- teaching an international sport in a foreign language, English, uh, who are not that educated, but who are doing so well. They have international lang- uh, I- licenses, teaching in an amazingly professional way and teaching foreigners. So that in itself is like a, a, an Everest climb, you know?
2: Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. No, I, yeah, I think everyone has. I think it's amazing. Like it's because it's just not affecting. I, I think it for me, it's more like you're affecting someone's life in a way where it's all positive influence or positive changes. Yeah, like as you mentioned about the instructors, it's a very good thing when you know someone coming from let's say not so privileged background and going to a level where he or she can you know change someone else's life. That's that's so cool, yeah. right? They can claim international yeah, accreditation. And they're,
0: so, yeah. they're so amazing. They're, they've got such, you know, they've they got such pure hearts and such fantastic resilience and uh, so, so much of courage. And, and it's amazing to see their attitudes and how they teach um, uh, these people from all over the world uh, with such confidence. Um, I mean, we're very proud. Them and we are very fortunate to have them in our
1: lives. That is that is, is, so that cool, is really yeah. spectacular. When you guys talk to us, we felt that we've been through your journey with, for the last twenty years and yeah. we've experienced every <laughs> part of it. And I think so. It's 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 kudos to both of you and the way you describe your entire journey. But not just that. Like, what does the future hold for P- Temple Pilots? Is like, what are your next courageous steps that will keep you on the edge of going ahead?
3: So, you know, my focus uh, now is mainly to improve the quality of training. Right. So I mostly work with instructors to, you know, to work uh, more on the psychological aspect of understanding uh, people who come to learn to fly and uh, basically work on the quality of the experience that people have here. Correct. So, so that, that is uh, our focus. Uh, otherwise we don't have uh, like That's major right. future plans as such. We take it as it comes and uh, we take every day as it comes and we give our best to what we do in the in the moment. And uh, of course, we like to fly at different destinations. That's always a joy, taking our club to different uh, parts of the world and, you know, exploring the world through a, uh, through a paraglider.
0: We. Uh- what we have also been doing for the past year and we hope to do more of in the future is go to different destinations and conduct advanced courses there.
4: Oh, wow.
0: so, so we've just, yeah, we've just started uh, training uh, and even giving international licenses in uh, the UAE. Uh, oh. We're planning to do it in a few other places. There are also, uh, uh uh you know state governments who are inviting us there to train locals to for you know increase more options for tourism okay uh through paragliding Lovely. so we are also uh, in touch with uh you know a lot other tourists uh, tourism departments in different states to do this wow. uh, which would which is also very fulfilling work yeah
2: yeah, I think for them, again, as as you mentioned, it's a journey, right? So coming back from people saying, you know, government, people raising your eyebrows <laughs> on like, what are you trying to do? And now like, please come and help us do this. That is, yeah, yeah that's, 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 a that's a statement, that's a circle, statement, right? right? Yeah.
1: Uh, I think Piyush has another question.
2: I think the question would be how, you know, our listeners or, uh, you know, how can they find you and how can they look for you or, you know, get in touch with you guys?
0: Yeah. So, um, our uh, website is templepilots.com. Um, all the information is on the website on Instagram. We are fly temple pilots. Um, so we are very quite regular there. And on Facebook, we are temple pilots paragliding, but what I really love is our YouTube channel. Um, it's called temple pilots, India, and we have a lot of our training videos, a lot of videos of different places we fly at the advanced courses we do like the SIV and high adrenaline videos. So it's really interesting to browse through. Uh, I would strongly recommend that people don't just get attracted to uh, accident videos and, you know, people falling off the skies because uh, (laughs) a a huge majority, yeah, uh, we we tend to see more of, uh, you know, um, I don't know, negative, uh, you know, uh, uh, videos more than the positive. So uh, go to our YouTube channel. There's a huge community flying safely and having a lot of fun. Uh, Watch that and uh, share a smile. So that's Temple Pilots India. I would would highly (laughs)
1: recommend uh, everybody to at least go to the Instagram and watch uh, people from their pilot team basically steal everybody else's caps that was that was quite fun like i thoroughly enjoyed it and i think so everybody should at least watch that once
2: yeah i think we'll definitely link of we we have to have to link all of this in our podcast description for sure and it's been yeah i think i did cut off prague in the middle of the statement but it was such an amazing talk it was so much fun talking to you guys again yeah
1: no matter what time it is over here in Canada, I think so. If we pick up a phone with you guys, we feel like it's morning here. So oh yeah, for yeah, sure. For it's sure. perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much guys again uh, for uh, your wonderful, wonderful journey and walking us through it. And spending some, some of your
2: morning day with us. <laughs> <laughs> Two bumps from Canada.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I loved it. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It was very sweet of you and kind of you to include us in your podcast. Thank you so much, guys.
3: And thank you for making us feel uh, wonderful this morning. <laughs> and It's been an equal joy. It's been an equal joy, you know, sharing our stuff with you. And thank you so much. Don't and, worry.
0: and I just want to say... I just want to say I, I, I really congratulate you for trying to um, uh, talk about extremely unique uh, and and fresh perspective on adventure sports. Uh, there aren't too many people who are doing it, <laughs> and and to really go into depth and tell stories like this, which can inspire people to do something else rather than the you know the usual stuff. Uh, kudos to you okay for trying this thank I, you so I'm, much I'm, that's,
2: that's such a really, wonderful compliment uh, <laughs> thank you thank you so much no
0: it is not been many people are doing what you guys are doing and you should be proud of yourselves really congratulations
1: thank you thank you thank you so much
3: hi my name is avi and i'm from temple pilots And uh, regarding the coronavirus, I think it is a challenging time for everyone on the planet. And it's a different challenge for all of us as a humanity, as nations, as communities, as families, and as individuals. We've lost lives, families are displaced, and we're all trying hard to fight the crisis that stares and scares us in the face. At the same time, this calamity has brought everyone home. It has never happened before on this planet that everyone is home. At some level, something, maybe nature, is asking us to stop, to pause and to think. I think we are on the brink of a major shift in the collective consciousness of entire humanity and of every individual. I feel we are being asked to pause, contemplate on our actions so far, reflect on where we are today, and meditate on where we want to go from here as a humanity and as an individual. Every crisis brings with it an opportunity, an opportunity to change for the better, an opportunity to look deeper within ourselves, take better decisions for our future individually and as a collective. I feel it's time for us to recognize our unity and oneness and start to operate and function from things that are common. Things that unite us rather than on our surface differences. I feel it's time for humanity to unite, to hold hands and work as a species that earth can be proud of. It's time for all of us to evolve. Thank you so much.